This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Katie. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Uh, yeah. How, how are you feeling today? <laughs> I am great. I'm pumped up, excited. Fourth of July, I brought my stars and my stripes for the War Room. <laughs> <laughs> Love I'm that. picking up what That's you're putting great. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Higher Education Consulting Group. Before we dive into that, I'm always curious to know this, and that is, do you, Katie, come from a family of entrepreneurs? Kind of. Um, I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. However, my dad was a plumber, and later in life, he decided to kind of become a solopreneur. I wouldn't call him an entrepreneur because he traded time for money, and he worked on, you know, by himself, and he wrote invoices and did double ledger accounting in his ledger pad. Um, and I remember before he retired, I was like, you know, we can we can put QuickBooks in for you at least or something. No, no, no. You know, I got it flipping through the Rolodex. So um, to, if you want to call that entrepreneurship, sure. Um, but no, I'm kind of, you know, figuring it out just like everybody is, I guess. Uh, I love that. I love that. But I, I also love that you you can see that, you know, and I that just goes to show how much you've invested in business yourself uh, and how much of yourself you've invested in business. Uh, so I, I want to go into that, right? Because is Higher Education Consulting Group your first company? Nope. It's not. <laughs> I, but love, it's I love that. <laughs> of course not. Is this your first failure? Nope. <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> um, it is the first one that I have done as a 100% sole owner. So in that regard, yes. But I've been a part of a couple other startup ventures in my past. Okay. All right. Right on. Thank you for, for being so candid about that. <laughs> and, uh, and I love that because there hasn't been a single person here, maybe only one person. And they were, they were young themselves anyways, who like, that was their first one, right? And most everyone else, you don't get out of this uh, with, without having a couple of those in your bag. So uh, thank you yeah. for being honest about that. Uh, but now what drove you to do this? Because if you, if you saw that, was it watching the way your father grew up and like the way your father worked while you grew up and all the work that you saw that you were like, I'm not going to do that. I got to do something different. Or was it something else that drove you to launch a business? Well, plumbing wasn't really a part of my life. plan, so I definitely didn't watch that and go, yeah, that's what I want to do with my life. Um, you know, I went to school for accounting. I got a accounting degree and that kind of happened by accident too. Um, I was, you know, getting a chemistry degree, like I thought that was a good idea and um, was probably a couple of really bad failed chemistry tests short of burning down the whole lab and decided, okay, I need to make a pivot into something I'm actually good at. So I joined business. Um, I got an accounting degree and then I went into public accounting. So my intention was, you know, I grew up in a small town, 
blue collar family. My dad was ex-military also. So Jason can, can appreciate. Um, and he said, you know, go get a job, go to college and go get a good job. That was their hope and dream for me. was like, just get a job, just stay employed somewhere. Um, and so I couldn't do that. I just kept quitting and starting businesses, but roots in accounting and then kind of hopscotched by accident through a couple of different accounting ventures, learned how companies run businesses from the financial perspective. And then I accidentally ended up in the hiring side of things by way of, you know, a checkerboard path and a couple of failures. Oh, wow. It doesn't get more honest than being able to see the books of a business and then going, huh, I can pretty much piece the rest together because you can tell a story, especially if that's your background. So then you go into launching your own and you're in what I what I assume to be you're in hiring, uh, helping staff people, uh, something that came up before we hit record. Right. Uh, what is what is that process been like? Uh, are you are you currently facing an obstacle that you're trying to overcome? In my own business or for clients or both? I guess the answer is yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. All kinds. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. I mean, I think it, it's really interesting to be in hiring because, you know, we have, and I have the fortune of being able to watch other companies grow. So I get to be on the other side of the table for clients that come to us and say, you know, we're having pain points because we know it hurts. We know we have too much work, but we don't know what to do. So what does that look like? And so we get to really be a part of creating that role. And, you know, is it an accounting role? Maybe by way of background, we do a lot of that, but maybe it's an ops role. Maybe it's a human resources problem. And so we really get to help solve business problems all the time by figuring out where your capacity need is and how we can augment that with the right staffing resource to, you know, put someone in there in your business, that's going to be that next right hire for you. And then architect the strategy to move through that whole thing, which is the people business. So naturally it's full of problems all the time uh, because people are people and crazy things happen every day with people, no matter how good you architect the system, um, the inputs are people. And so we have all kinds of crazy stories that come out of that. Oh man, if anybody can speak to that for sure, Jason knows a thing or two about that. And you guys kind of caught up on that. Jason, you want to chime in here? Yeah, it's the flesh game is, is that's what I call it, the flesh game, right? Um, the, the flesh game is can be very complicated, right? When it, uh, but it's about, it's all about the process to get somebody to the point where you can then place them somewhere and your hands off. You don't hear anything for like six months and you're like, Oh, please keep going. Please keep going. Right. And, and there's no problems. Right. So the art is in the beginning, not the end. So the art of it is all in the beginning of it when it comes to staffing. And it's all about the process to get the right people to put the right asses in the right seats. Right. So and, you know, we really refine the hell out of that whole thing. And, you know, we'll put four or five people in one company and hear nothing for a year. It's like, oh, keep going, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear anymore. Please don't say anything. Keep going. Do a good job. Um, that and it's creating a culture with inside of your company. right? So. Um, I work on a more of a employee owned type of, it, it appears that way, um, employee owned type model. So it's a co-op model um, and that keeps people motivated. 
to want to work. Um, so there's a lot of nuances to a lot of those things. And sometimes the smallest little things make all the difference. So it's, it's not always these big drastic pivots. You hear people say, well, you know, I, I need to make this great big huge pivot. No, you don't. You just need to make a little adjustment. That's it. So let's make that little totally. tiny tweak, little tweak. And then that just takes off, right? So, because people have this idea that I need to do this big thing to create this impact. And that's not, well, 98% of the time, that's not actually the case. It's actually the small, I call it micro pivots, that the micro pivots create pathway for the big pivot, right? And, you know, it's especially true in the hiring people game, for sure. So, you know, it's an important mission that you're doing because right now is like the optimal time, right? People need good people. They, the, it's the hunt for good people today is a challenge, right? But which I'm sure you're very well aware of. Um, and, <laughs> but, but it's the how you get there that matters. So just got to keep, keep, Absolutely. keep moving forward. Absolutely. No. Yeah, our model is very much founded on um, upfront strategy also. We're not, you know, oh, you need a person? Sure thing. Let me send you some resumes tomorrow. Um, we're very much founded on a custom approach that architects a good process upfront because we want to put good inputs, you know, no matter how good your input is, if your process sucks, your output sucks. So, you know, then your retention's bad, even if you have good candidates, if your process is broken. So we'd spend a lot of time working on that. We we say we're truly a consulting company, not a headhunter. Yeah. I like that. Out of all the industries that, that you're working with, is there one in particular that sort of uh, keeps the needle moving forward for you more than the other in terms of like feeling excited, inspired by the, what's happening in the industry and the kind of people you get to talk to to place? <laughs> Absolutely. Construction. Um, my roots are in that with my family and my dad's story. Uh, many of my employees' spouses are also in the trades, um, and I'm personally really jazzed up by watching stuff be built. I think it's an awesome, you know, foundation for our country. So I love being able to be a part of saying, "Hey, you know, that construction company that builds those bridges, we hired their field crew, we hired their operations manager, we hired their first recruiter for them. We did all this work to help make that happen," which I think is really cool. My husband's also in the trades too, so I have is you know, where my heart is and probably a third of our business is in the industry in some way, shape or form. I'm so glad I asked that to learn that because you're right. These people are literally, it's crazy. So they say small business or business in general is the backbone of America. And then you combine that with the staffing agency that's literally building America. And now you're like, you're really <laughs> in the impact game. And so that's interesting. So with that said, if you got the chance to go back and to speak to yourself when you were in college in chemistry class, knowing what you know now about yourself, right? And you got and you got a chance to tap your shoulder really quick and say, "Hey, what would you say to yourself if you just had a couple of moments?" Wow, that is a tough question. Um, gosh, you know, I would say just do it all over again, exactly the same way. Um, get messy. I don't really have any regrets about you know, the times I've tried and failed, because I think that those stripes are, you know, 
And, and I continue to because I have the fortune now of struggling in my own organization with some of the same issues that my clients have and, you know, trying to hire my own staff and retain my own team. And so um, there's so much value in the struggle because of how, what we learn and how we can add value to other people. So I would just say keep getting messy and keep making mistakes. Oh, man, I love that answer. I, I, I mean, Jason, I can point to how many times we've heard entrepreneurs who are at the level that you're at all saying the same things. Like you've got to be able to embrace as Jason so aptly puts it, you've got to embrace the suck. Right. But it's also like accepting the good with the bad. Uh, Someone once, who was it uh, said the other day, if you look at a, uh, I think his name was Craig. If you look at uh, the, the machine at the hospital that shows you the heartbeat when you're, when you're in the hospital, uh, would you rather it have that wave that goes up and down or a flat line? Right. And, and uh, one means you're alive. Right. And, and I thought that was really poetic and, and it speaks to the point that you're making of being able to accept that. And you're one of the first people ever to say, I, w- I wouldn't change a thing because it would change everything. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to it. And that's really cool because it shows you're in a place in your business where while it might be difficult, challenging, and you're facing these things, you're ready for it. And that's commitment. Where does that come from? Uh, I was going to say wine, but I feel like that's not the right answer. Um, That's probably the right answer. (laughs) Right? Um, Yeah. um, I don't, you know, I don't know. You mentioned the suck and I think about, you know, being a lifeguard or swimming and the undertow, they call the undertow the suck on the East coast. And that's the thing that takes you out with the current, right? And, you know, swimming against it, you just exhaust yourself and you end up drowning. So you kind of have to embrace the suck to Jason's point um, and kind of just figure out how to go out with the tide and then swim with the current a little bit. So I think maybe I've just learned that from, you know, exhausting myself from trying to swim against the suck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No. And, I, and I'm I'm happy that we're having this conversation because so often people are listening to a podcast like this and they're like, what's the tactic? What's the thing I got to do? What's the, what's the trick? How am I going to flip this over? And what we're looking at is character, right? And and, and that's not something you're going to, you're going to flip a switch and there you go. Now I have the character trait. Goodbye. All right. Success all the way up. It's just, I just love hearing countless and like 1500. Now we've been talking about this plus interviews. It's, 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 it's what it is. You've got to have that show up right just keep showing up like i'm not going to go to the gym tomorrow and walk out of there with a six pack of apps right like i gotta keep showing up i gotta be consistent and then like also i gotta give up booze and pizza which is why i don't have abs but you know it's two parts showing up and one part strategy so half the battle is just showing up every day oh my god i've i i spent maybe the first four years of trying to do uh anything in business at all eating just pizza. And then I wondered why I wasn't feeling great. I was like, hi, is it my sleep? You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a real thing. You're right. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's real. And, and, and and the business, do you ever have to look at people that you're hiring and and ask questions about how they operate as people in order to qualify them? Or is it just the resumes you look at? Oh, no. Um, The team does an interview of every person before we put them in front of a client. So they're definitely deep diving on um, all kinds of things. And it's all custom based upon what the client is looking for. So it's definitely a deep dive interview. So 
I've interviewed tons and tons of people. I don't do it as much anymore. Um, my team, you know, tends to handle the boots on the ground stuff. So I get to architect strategy, which is kind of a different phase of business ownership from when you are all the things and then you kind of grow in phases into being the, the one that watches and architects and then challenges that come along with that as well. <laughs> oh, Jason's going to love that. He was a master. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to say on that? (laughs) I love architecture. I love strategy. It's what I wake up for every single day to, you know, really look at, you know, what's the next, what's the next chess move on the board, right? What's the next piece you're going to move that gets you closer to knocking out the king, right? Checkmate. And, you know, checkmate being you know, higher growth, higher scale, you know, all these things with clients and and so on and so forth is, you know, business is about people and people are part of a strategy. And that that's the key. I think a lot of like consulting firms forget is they create, well, Hey, I'm going to create these 22 steps to, to, uh, uh, strategic inputs that that take this company further. Well, you know what? Step four, five, and six aren't going to work for that company because of the people in the company. So that's why I always, always, you'll never hear me say anything other than customized solution. That's it, right? Um, why? Because people are involved and you have to work strategy around the people. Um And then the process follows. So um, it's that cookie cutter garbage that I won't name the big firms that love to do that crap. Um, And it just never works. And that's what gives all the smaller consulting firms a hard time because then everybody just thinks, oh, well, here comes our next 35 page report that's not going to do us any good. Right. So. So I think that presents such an interesting challenge because you've got, you know, as a smaller business, custom solution, critical thought, design and archetype means high salary for very experienced people that can do that, which as a small business, we don't always have the resources to command that. So you hire what you can and then you train for that and then your resources time. And so it's kind of this ping pong. I'm, I'm definitely a ping pong ball in the wind in that regard as well. So I, I understand the struggles. I don't have the answers. So, you know, that's why I'm really here is just to listen to you, give them all to me, which I thought was what we were talking about. So I'm kind of, I guess I'm hoodwinked into telling my story. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I thought I was here for advice from Jason. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) There, there's definitely, there's definitely room for that uh, post call. (laughs) It really, I, I really am grateful that you took the time to to sort of break down where you're at because so often a lot of people feel like they're the only ones in that situation in business. And the fact is that that's not the case. Pretty much anyone we've interviewed, and this is a lot of interviews and beyond this show, other shows I've done, everyone is sitting in the wind to some degree in relation to someone else. And so being able to be a part of that fabric of that history and showcasing that not only opens, it's sort of like looking at life where you have one hand reaching down while the other one is then doing the same. So you're reaching up, 
they're reaching down and then you're doing that on the other end for your, for someone else. Right. And that's sort of this chain of hands of just business owners who are truly creating impact by creating jobs, all those things. And you get to be a part of that by sharing your story today. And I'm so grateful for that. So before I dive into the grand finale, I just want to make sure there isn't something that Jason wants to chime in. No, it's, it's, you know, it's great to, sometimes we feel like, you know, we're in a rut when really we're not really in a rut. It just takes a small little, that one small little thing sometimes to make everything change. And that's the power of strategy, right? And when you talk about people, hiring people, putting people in places, um, and making those, we have the ability to really make a lot of change in the world, right? Because that's really what it should be about. And I think a lot of business owners don't make it about the footprint. They make it about survival or they make it about what's the next step to grow more profit, so on and so forth. That's all important because we all got to eat, right? But if you you make the journey really the focus um, instead of the destination, don't worry about the destination right now. Uh, you know, focus on the journey and leaving that good footprint. Then, you know, I know all that sounds like super cliche, but but it's very, very true. The more good you do, the more return you get. It's just true. I am a thousand percent case study of that. And here, if, if you'll indulge this story real quick. Um, so my staffing agency total accident why it happened and and here's how it happened was actually one of my clients in my strategic consulting firm where we were helping her scale that agency and she suddenly passed away of a brain tumor i mean just like was just like that and her family wanted nothing to do with the business anything of that so i Came in, looked at everything. Of course, behind the curtain, it was a disaster that I didn't know about. We made a bunch of fixes and we grew that company 4,000% in one year. Um, Part of that is a contribution to COVID and people needing remote staffing and all those things, right? But, But the point being is it was always the ability to do that. All I had to do is make a couple of little tiny tweaks and that was it. And it just, and I always kept the customer in mind. So it's important that we look at those things and, and really kind of sometimes refocus what our own mission and vision is and realize that we're there to create a process to support somebody else. And if we do that in the most effective and efficient way, we'll get where we need to go. So right on. with that said, it. it's time for the grand finale. You made it, Katie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. line. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, Jason probably has a scotch already. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> uh, with that said, if you could have invited anybody here, you had your pick of the litter, dead or alive, who would you have loved to have had here today, Katie, as a listener or contributor? I think Justin Timberlake. That's okay. a new one. 
Yeah. I think um, when I think of him, I just think of joy. You know, he dances, he sings, he's funny, he's laughs, um, he's a good golfer. He's all about positivity and joy. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, I get so serious in my business life every day, focused on whatever it is, the outcome, the delivery, the whatever, to just stop and remember to have joy and, you know, dance and celebrate a little bit, enjoy the music a little bit. Um, and so I think Justin Timberlake would be a good beacon for that. I love that. It's it's like his song, Take Back the Night, right? Take back the night. Go ahead. Take back the life, you know, take back the joy. That, that's, I love it. I'm 100% uh, also someone who can look at him and say, yeah, you know, some people may only see him as an entertainer, but entertainers serve a purpose in society. Otherwise, we wouldn't give a damn about somebody hopping, skipping, jumping and singing. Right. But they're a great reminder. And I'm glad that you contributed that to the ethos that we've been building with this show. Because while it is about business, if you can't have fun in business, then you're probably in the wrong business. And we've had that conversation a couple of times with people where if that's what you set up, then you didn't set up a business. You set up to own a job, right? That you work more hours than anybody else. And so that's sort of speaking to what Jason was addressing about like the, the mission, purpose, and values. Can, can you fall in love? with the problem and not the product, the solution, right? That's something that goes around. I forget where I picked that up, but I never forgot it. Is the problem something you truly love? Because if it isn't, go find a problem that you do love. Because once you find a problem that you do love, you don't even care so much about the process, so much as being in front of that problem as much as possible, because you know your interaction with that problem is the solution. And that in itself at an atomic chemical level is what good business is all about. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and say those are my closing thoughts. Give Jason the floor to roll us out as he always does. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I always like to say this. There's 168 hours in a week. Thank you for, you know, spending a small sliver of that with us. We're all busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, busy is the wrong word. We need to get rid of that word. I, I think one of our other guests taught we're challenged, not busy. Right. So. Um, but yeah, there's lots of things always in the exterior, exterior all the time, but you know, money, cars, homes, all those things are replaceable, but you can't replace time. So thank you for being here, taking the time to be here, share some value with our audience and your journey your story. Um, we appreciate it very much. Thank you guys. It's been fun. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.